us begin Erevin, uh, Parak Hay, uh, Chapter 5. And again, we are learning these Mishnayas, Lil Nishmas, Lil Nishmasa, Esther Bas Fischl Zev Wolf, and uh, Ranashama should, should have an Aliyah. So we are going to continue the topic of Eruvet uh, Chumen. Again, right, this, this is referring to making a Eruv. Um, in order to be able to walk further than 2,000 Amos outside a civilized area. And now the, 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 um, the Mishnah is going to be talking about a very important halacha that's very relevant to us, uh, a situation where, you, um, where the city, kind of the bulk of the city may end, but there are still houses um, within a certain distance of the city. So the question is, when what's considered to be part of the city, and when does the city end? So let's start chapter five, Mishnah Aleph. Kaitzad ma'abrim esharim. So how do we impregnate cities? That's well. What it means is, is how do we make an extension for a city? Bias nichnas bias yaitze. So if let's say you have a row of houses outside the city that are not particularly organized, right? So you have one can stick out, one could, um, uh, uh, so there's, there, there is some, even though there's a line of houses, there are some uh, protrusions and these houses stick out further than the rest of the houses as long as it's less than 70 cubits, which we're gonna talk about later, this is considered to be part of the city. Pogum nichnas pogum yaitse, or if you have a wall around the city that has turrets, even though the turrets uh, stick out far from the wall, they are still considered to be part of the city. Hayasham gedudiyos gavayas asar If you have ruins that are ten tvachim high outside the city, um, they are considered to be part of the city. Ugesharim unefashes. If you have a bridge or a cemetery that have dwellings inside for the watchmen or for uh, the person tending the cemetery, these are considered that they have a dwelling inside. These are considered to be part of the city. You extend the boundary of the city to include them. And you make the tchum not a circle with a 2,000 ama radius, but rather a square with a 2,000 amas from the center of the square to each side in order to include the corners. Now we're going to see that Tchum is something which the rabbis are very lenient on. And we're going to see that they try to kind of include as much space as possible in this 2000 Amos. No, so let's see Mishnah Beis, chapter 2. No saying Karfeif Le'ir Divir Rabbi Meir. So a Karfeif we have mentioned is a piece of land that is not used for any kind of, you know, it's not used to live on. It's like a forest or a pasture area. So no saying car faithful ears or whatever every mayor. So a mayor feels that if you have a city and outside the city, there's like a grazing area or a forest that is the size of a car faith, which is 70 Amos or 71 plus whatever Amos, Amos um, kind of long. So that square area is you can include that as part of the city and we say that the city the city boundary extends over those 70 amos and therefore you can you start counting the 2000 amos from outside that forest those are the words of rabbi mayor 
The only time we mention this law of Karpath is between two cities. If you have, you know, if, if, if one city has their kind of little, you know, forest or park area that's 70 Amos uh, and a little bit, uh, and to this one that's 70 Amos and a little bit, so over here, these two karfei from these two forests fuse together and then connect the cities. So it makes them into one large city. And therefore, if you are living in city A, you can now carry, you can now go and walk on Shabbos through the forest into city B and then 2,000 Amos past city B. So it really gives you a lot more space. Mishnah Gimel, chat with Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel. Uh, so this is also true if you have three villages that are in a triangular shape. Now, the assumption over here is very interesting. So it's kind of a triangle, but it's not an equilateral triangle. So the case is that you have, um, at, the, at the base of the triangle, you have two cities that are 140 cubits apart, right? As we mentioned earlier about, sorry, not 140 cubits, but I'm sorry. You're going to have the following thing. So you have, imagine you have, all right, at the base of the triangle, there are two cities, right, that, that form the base. And then there is one at the tip of the triangle that is, that could be up to 2,000 cubits away from, from the cities at the base, right? So the, the, the lines going up the side of the triangle to the, to the tip are somewhere between zero and two and, and, and 2,000 cubits. So since people from both cities can walk to the middle city, we look as if you can project the middle city from the tip of the triangle to the center of the base of the triangle, right? Because you can walk from, from either city to there. And since and so since we look at it at the center, we look at it as if it's at the base of the triangle, which the Gemara talks about why this is okay, then as long as there is 140 cubits between the the um between city the city at one corner of the base and this projection and the city on the other corner of the base and this projection it forms all three cities into one right and therefore we look at the base as one large city and you can cover and you can carry two thousand you can, can, can carry but you can walk two thousand almost all around the base right it doesn't mean you can carry two thousand almost past the tip Right, it's but but we kind of view the the city at the tip as being projected into the center of the base. Mishnah, so shnech itonim meivarabamachas. If there is right, if there if there if there if there is between the two ones on the outside, a hundred and forty-one and a third, right? But this means you know, so they so they the, so they explain that it means between the two and the center one. It makes all three of them as one. Now we're going to talk about how you measure a city. How you measure a tchum. I'm sorry. If you want to measure, you're only allowed to use a rope that is 50 amos long. You can't use one that's longer or shorter. The problem with using one that's longer is that it droops in the middle. And that it's hard to keep it very, very taut. And therefore... You're going to end up losing um, uh, territory, right? You're going to think that you measured the entire space, but really, since it drooped, you only covered less. Velo uh, yoser, and the, you can't do more. The problem is, is because your the amount of rope that's going to be kind of used by your you know, covered up by your hand 
and that part of the measurement will take up too much space and you'll end up with again a shorter a, a, a shorter measurement sorry a longer measurement than that is justified okay uh, you have to hold the rope against your heart right I mean to say that it has to be at the same place at the, at the, at the same height for both people we're assuming average height people, so by their heart being to say that there has to be a set place, right? You can't have one person holding it by his head and the other person holding it by by their by their legs, which can give you a slightly longer um, uh, area. The loyim date ella connects our short area. Loyim date guy. So if you are measuring and you come to a pit, to a to a crevasse, the gutter, or to a fence. Mavlia vechoser limidaso, right? You you um you you span it, meaning to say you don't you don't let the rope go over the hill or into the pit, right? Because you don't you you what you care about is a bird's you know is is as the birds fly two thousand amos, right? So you don't want it to kind of go into the pit because then you're going to lose uh, space or go over the mountain or go over over the fence because because then you're going to lose you know it's going to take up. You know some some space in the rope, and you're going to lose uh, some territory. Higia uh, lahar if you reach a mountain, mavlio v'chosel So again, you, you you try to somehow you know uh, kind of mavlia swallow it, meaning that you try to span it, and then you continue measuring as normal. But this is only okay if you don't leave the Shabbos limit, meaning to say. If the mountain is not easily measurable in the Tchum, in order for you to get a sense of how big it is, you have to walk, you know, along the mountain until you're outside the Tchum, where the mountain is narrow enough that you can kind of, by, by lifting it over, you know, this, this small hill, you can get a flat measurement. That's not valid. You're going to have to figure out a, a different solution. If you can't do it, this was what Rabbi Dustai, the son of Rabbi Yana, he said in the name of her mayor. So there was a tradition that they actually used to drill, right, or bore through a mountain in order to be able to get a flat measurement. The only person who's allowed to measure a Erev is someone who's a professional surveyor, someone who's a mumcha, an expert. So if you have, again, right, you measure it as a square. So if at one point of the square, it seems to be kind of measured further out than the other point. So there's a slant. You extend the shorter part to the to the longer area. If you had two people measuring, and again, there was a discrepancy. You kind of extend the larger area. Right? I mean, to say we, we, we assume that the person who measured the longer one is more correct. I feel even if you know the person is a servant, I feel a chef even if it's a maid servant, meaning to say not it doesn't have to necessarily be somebody who we think, you know, is 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 necessarily uh, scared to lie. Lomar, they're all believed to say at Kant Shabbos until here is the boundary of Shabbos. the rabbis do not you know talk about or teach us the laws of 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 uh lahachmer in order to be stringent, in order to be lenient to allow us to be able to carry further. Now, Mishnah Vav is a very strange Mishnah because it's going to be talking about the laws of a Ruve Chatseros of making a Erev to be able to carry in, 
which is completely unrelated to the Mishnayos before and afterwards they are talking about a Rubei Tchumen, which are the Erevin where you want to walk outside the city. So the Gemara and many commentaries are very bothered by what this mission is doing here. Ir shal yachid is as follows. When you have a city that belongs to a robin, to a kind of large number of people, right? So you can't make an Erev around the entire city because then people are going to think that it's just not forbidden to carry on Shabbos. So therefore you have to leave some area of the city without an Erev. So people know over here you can't carry and this preserves the prohibition. But this is not true if the city belongs to one person. So if you have a situation where you have some oligarch that owns a city and everything belongs to him and everyone rents from him there, right? Like the good old Russian days, maybe even present Russian days, right? So over there, this this is this leaving out a piece is not required. Now, ir shalyachet. So what if you had a private city, the nasis the and it becomes a public city. Um, uh, you are you are allowed to make an Erev around the entire thing. You don't have to leave a piece out because since at the beginning and when you made the first Erev, it belonged to a private citizen and it was permitted to make an Erev around the whole thing, you still can do that. But what if it was a, a city that belonged to a majority and then, and then it was bought up by a private person? You cannot make an Erev around the entire thing. You have to exclude from it a, 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 a area. So literally it translates like a new city in Yehuda. But the people explain it means that there was actually a city called Chadasha in Yehuda. That had 50 residents. Rabbi Shimon says no. There were three courtyards. Each one had two houses. So that's how large of an area you have to leave out from the city in order for it to be permissible to make a Eruve Chatseros there, a Erev, in order to be able to carry. Okay, now we're going back to Eruve Tchumen, which is why the placement of this Mishnah was so strange. Mishahaya ba Mezrach v'amr l'bnai. So somebody was east of the city, or east of his home. V'amr l'bnai, and he told his son, Arev li ba'mayrev, make me an Erev in the west. Ba'mayrev v'amr l'bnai, if he made it, if he was in the west, v'amr l'bnai, and told his son, if between where he is at that point and his own home is 2,000 Amos, and from where he is at that point until his heir of Yosem Mikan is more, we assume that he primarily intended to go home and therefore it's permissible for him to go to his house. The Asr Le'eruvo and it's forbidden for him to go all the way to his Erev. Le'eruvo Alpayim Amabeth is to his Erev. If to his Erev, is 2,000 Amos or Lebeso Yosem Rikan, and for his house is more than that. Aser Lebeso is forbidden for him to go to his house because it's a greater distance than 2,000. Umotor Le'eruva is permissible for him to go to the Eruv. Hanosin this Eruva Be'eburah Shalir, someone places his Eruv in one of those protrusions of the city, meaning one of those houses that are not necessarily part of the city proper but are close enough to the city to be considered included in the city. He didn't accomplish anything because, right, you have 2,000 Amos from the end of those protrusions. So putting your Erev there didn't give you anything new. If he puts it outside the permissible boundary of the city, even one boundary, whatever he gained, he lost. Meaning whatever he gains on one side of the city, 
where he places the Erev, he loses the corresponding amount of distance on the other side of the city because we view it as if his Erev has shifted. Mishnah Ches, Mishnah 8. So the case is that you have a large city and within 2,000 cubits of the large city is a small city that's completely subsumed inside this distance. But the people of a small city cannot walk through the entire large city. So the case is, what's the case? So if you were living in a large city and you placed your Erev inside the small city. So again, right, the 2,000 cubits of your large city encompasses part of the small city and then you placed your Erev there. If you put your, if you have a small city and you're going to be a resident of the small city and you put your Erev in a large city, you are allowed to walk around both cities and outside 2,000 Amos. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, You only have until the place of where, of where your Erev is 2,000 Amos. So the question here is as follows. What the Mishnah is talking about is do we view one city right, as a self-contained area that is counted like a person's four cubits, right? So therefore, for the people who live in, in, the, in the large city, if the small city is kind of within the 2,000 Amos of the large city, they can walk that entire space. The people who are in the small city, they are only allowed to walk into the large city only, only far enough to where their 2,000 Amos gets them. But further than that, they can't because they never established residence in the large city before Shabbos. However, if they did establish residence in the alternate city before Shabbos, they have that entire city, that's their four cubits, and then they can have 2,000 almost outside of that. Rabbi Akiva disagrees with this principle that there could exist a notion that a city is counted as one unit, meaning unless you're actually living there. Right, if you're just placing a Erev there, an Erev does not give you the entire city, it just gives you the area of where the Erev is and 2,000 Amos around it. Mishnah 9, a continuation. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva disagreed with the rabbis. He said, If you agree with me that when someone places his Erev inside a cave, he doesn't get the entire confines of the cave, only 2,000 Amos from the actual physical Erev. He only has 2,000 Amos from the place of the Erev. Amrulo, the rabbi, said to him, Amosai, what are you talking about? This is only true if the cave is not inhabited by anybody, right? There's no golem in the cave. But if golem lives in the cave, you can walk through through the area of the entire cave, even if it's larger than 2,000 Amos, and outside of it, Alpayamama. Nimsa, it turns out, there's a leniency of the inside of the cave where people could, could potentially live from the outside of the cave where no one lives. For the person who measures that we've said, and that you give him 2,000 Amos, and over there we're talking about that the rabbis agreed that with the cave, right, it's not like a city. And therefore, if the measurement ends up inside the cave, he only has until until where his measure terminates. He doesn't actually get the entire cave. Okay, with this we're gonna we, we are wrapping up in Parak Parak Hay, and I think I believe the laws of a Rubeit Chumim. 
And starting uh, with the next parak, we are going to get into Irube Chatzeros. Have a good Shabbos.